Welcome to Eternal Paradigm. Together we're uncovering the human experience and exploring physical, mental, emotional and spiritual stories with me, your host, Amy Ravel. Welcome to Eternal Paradigm. I hope you're enjoying your journey to find you. In this episode, and this is part one of a two-part episode, so in this episode I'm joined by two people who believe they have, and I believe they have from listening to them and, and knowing them too, that they found their deepest relationship connection. And this relationship developed and came about when there was a, I guess, a paradigm shift not only where they went from being long-term close friends, but also from that point when their relationship developed into something different. It had evolved. Now, it all started at a time when one of my guests was experiencing an incredibly difficult time in his life. And it was at the time where his mother was terminally ill and was close to and did eventually end up passing away. What is beautiful in this relationship, in this story, is how they've created a space for each other to grow and thrive while being each other's anchor and understanding that the significant event has taken place in both of their lives and how it has shaped and changed their outlook in so many ways. This episode is also very personal because we're discussing loss as a human experience and loss in the form of the death of someone, of someone close to you. And for some, like it still is for me, this is such a raw and difficult topic, not only to live with every day, but also to talk about. What is truly amazing with my guests, Anna and Kalpesh, who you will get to meet in this episode and also in the next episode, is how they've decided to live their lives, celebrating and putting the memories of their mums at the centre of almost their daily lives, you know, when making significant choices and decisions and also in their future plans. In the next episode, we talk about their travel experiences and how their life experience has really been a catalyst for the choices that they've made, the lifestyle choices and, and the travel expeditions that they kind of choose to go on where, you know, holidays have become the focal point. But in this one, after having the most amazing conversation with these two beings, I really felt that it was a time, the right time to pay homage to our mums. And the reason for this is because, as I said, I have experienced the loss through death of my mum. I was in my early 20s, possibly not even there, but I still live with the physical loss and the presence of her. And Kalpesh, who you will hear from soon even, his mum, my aunt, was like a mother to me too. So in my world, I guess, every time I've gone on after losing my mum to experiencing the death of a, of another close female relative or a friend, I have felt that I'm reliving some of that pain, some of that immense pain. I'm going to begin with sharing my experience and my view of what was happening at this specific stage of my life when my mum passed away. But I would really, really like you to remember that this is a snapshot of my truth, of what I have lived. And as individuals, as people, 
We have all lived our own stories to tell and our views and emotions and how we experience these events are often very different for all of us. But loss and grief, how we deal with it, is also different to all of us. But the underlying emotion, that sense of absolute disconnection, feeling at a loss, those things is what we have in common. I remember the day we got the call, the call from the hospital to say that we should inform our families and get to the hospital because overnight something had changed. Even though we'd left my mum in good spirits, we had our last meal together in hospital. It turned out this call was to tell us that she wasn't likely to survive. I remember it as if it was just last week and it's been almost 20 years and even now my body aches. My insides start to twist and I get a huge lump in my throat. I feel it, the loss. It still feels so immense. My mum had been diagnosed with cancer a few months earlier. It was eroding her body and taking over. Stage 3B, they told us, and before we knew it, it was before the treatment had even started, we were facing a stage 4 point of no return diagnosis. Over the months, we had become spectators in a slow and painful death spectacle, watching the pain my mum was experiencing as the disease flared up inside her. She screamed and reeled over in excruciating fits of uncontrollable pain. No medication was helping. And this was the disease doing its work, I guess. This extremely strong and voracious life force who was a tiny woman in stature was slowly diminishing before my eyes. This headstrong and courageous person who hid her pain usually behind a smile was vanishing bit by bit. Although now, with hindsight and with what I've learned about myself in my own journey, is that the pain she was feeling was a lifetime and maybe even several lifetimes worth of discomfort, shame, dis-ease, unhappiness, disconnection, loneliness, fear, pressure, expectations, guilt, broken love, hate, deceit, anger, jealousy, worthlessness, and feeling let down, a total sense of unhappiness. Her brain had tried to process all of these emotions, all of these events, her life, her choices, and collectively it had just sent the wrong message into her body and into her cells. Her body listened, the doctors didn't. Thank you for listening. I just wanted to share, like I said, a snapshot. Moving on now, I'm actually really happy to introduce to you Kalpush and Anna and I hope you can understand and hear from from them talking how amazing they have truly been for each other, but also how you can't really just look at loss and death and grief as something that doesn't help you. If anything, these are such valid processes and real emotions. And as real emotions, these are the ones that are going to help you grow If you're ready to accept that this is a reality, it's your reality and it's what you do with it that matters. 
Hello, I'm Anna. I'm originally from Poland. I came to UK in 2004 and been here since then. <laughs> I'm Kalpesh. Uh, I've been in UK all of my life. <laughs> and we're actually calling you, speaking to you from South East London today. And how long have you guys known each other? I think we've, oh my goodness me, since about 2008 now. We're talking about 12 years. 12 years now we've known each other. We haven't been together. Yeah, we haven't been together for that long, but we're I was going to say. And how long have you guys been together then? Oh, it's about five years now. Yes, that's right. We've been friends, very good friends before. I guess it's a good uh, foundation for a good relationship, I guess. Friendship. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, n- neither of us, neither of us looked at each other in that way. And then uh, something, something changed when my mum was really, really ill, and Anna was there to support me through all of that, and she had my back at work, and so she was able to pick up on all of those things. She just told me to go and concentrate on on my mum and not to worry about anything. And then you know. No one, no one has ever kind of stepped up like that for me. And, you know, least of all, someone who I would have thought was just a colleague at the time. So it, it just kind of went on from there. Yeah, I've had a similar experience with my mum who died in 2006. And so that would be 14 years ago. And my mum died of a, a brain tumour. So I went through a very similar experience. So I could kind of, you know, I understood what it is like going through something like that. Yeah, so for us, we, it, it just kind of went on from there. We just had this mutual admiration for one another in terms of the way that we went through things. And we ended up finding that we had more things in common than we would have we would have imagined. And working closely for, for as many years as we did, we didn't look at each other in any other way except professionally. But it was that point, you know, it was that point when my mum was really unwell that things kind of changed. And neither one of us was looking, looking for a relationship. You know, it, it just seemed to have happened quite organically, really. Just one of those things. Well, the fact that you're very handsome helped. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Can I ask you a question on that point that you said that neither of you were actually looking for a relationship at that point and the fact that you met at a time where things were incredibly challenging and do you feel or do you believe and this is me and you know I'm a little bit of a spiritual junkie do you think that something shifted at that point because it was almost a sign to say this is meant to be. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think all of those barriers that you would kind of have up and not actually, you know, think think of someone in in a particular way. I mean, your your entire perspective changes based on what someone has done for you. And I'm forever in Anna's debt in terms of the way that she helped me kind of get through all of that period. It was really really difficult. It was. As you were aware, it was really quite traumatic in that sense. And the way that Anna was with me, it just changed my whole, it, it just opened my eyes up to another person. This person was no longer my colleague, but this person was someone that I had an unbelievable amount of admiration for. And it was just, yeah, it, it just kind of blew me away, really. So sweet. Anna, <laughs> what, what do you have to add to that? Well, it's it's 
it's obvious, you know, it's it's such a horrible experience. You, you feel sorry, obviously, for, for anyone who goes through such a horrible experience. And both me and Carl, we both miss our moms. We, we talk about our moms uh, a lot. They both gone too early. So I, I guess this just completely changed our perspective on life generally, about what's important in life, what's not important, about what we want to do in life, how you want to go forward, what you want to achieve in your life. Just, you know, do what you like doing in your life and enjoy your life. You don't know how much you've got left. So, yeah. yeah I mean, essentially, I mean, you know, having that unfortunate thing in common in losing our mothers quite early in their in their lives or quite early in our lives, we ultimately look like we were a support network for one another. So Anna would be thinking about her mum, I would be thinking about mum, and then it, it just kind of, we were both there for our, one another, and we were able to empathise with each other's pain and loss, and it was just having that mutual level of comfort that really helps us through everything that we're doing. I mean, even today, even today, we're still thinking about what life will be like if our mothers were here. Anna keeps saying, I wish my mum met you. And she says, I wish I met your mum and, you know, and vice versa. And so these things never escape us. And it's, it's one of those things that just kind of keeps us going, thinking that what would our mums do in this type of situation? And, you know, you know, my mum, uh, being the fighter that she was, she'd just kind of plow on. And pretty much from what I understand about Anna's mum, she'd be doing the same. So we find the strength in thinking, or I find the strength in thinking what my mum would do in a particular situation. And it's just literally keep calm and carry on. That's the kind of philosophy that I've adopted. Yeah, I think even the other day I've asked Carl, I wonder what, what our mums would, would say about all this pandemic stuff and coronavirus and how they would behave and what, what would they say. So I guess... Our moms are still very much in, in our lives and we keep talking about them and, and trying to kind of think what, what would they do. They, they were very important for both of us. And I guess the topic of conversation around travelling and everything also stems from the fact that one of the things that we've learned about each other and about each other's mothers is that they were both outgoing and they both wanted to explore the world and do things and they never got to do it, either through means or not having the people around you that would want to get involved in these journeys and stuff. And so one of the things that we talk about as well is that always finding an opportunity to go and see somewhere new or even just go and revisit somewhere that we've had a really good really good time and it's it's just taking advantage of those moments because you know as anna said you never know my mom was 59 when she passed away i'm i'm 42 now and the way that i look at it it's what about 18 years 17 years and it's just like right i need to try and get as much as i possibly can under my belt in the time that we have and i'm sure anna feels the same way as well you know, sitting on your ass doing nothing. Sorry, part of my language. Okay, that's so good. <laughs> and, and, you know, seeing, seeing life roll by, you just think, what is your purpose here? It's about thinking what you, what you could do, what you could see. The world is a vast place and it's, the world is much bigger than Southeast London and our jobs. So it's, it's important that we use these opportunities. I know sometimes you, you can consider that the, you've got to have the means to be able to do this. But again, you know, Anna and I are always, always looking at opportunities to get away, to travel, to go somewhere just to get away from the environment that we're in as a form of escapism. We work hard. We've got a lot of responsibility at home. And for us, we need a break. We need a break from all of that. And for us, 
that break. It, it could be a drive out to the countryside, but that's a break, getting away for a couple of days. Just myself and Anna, just being able to spend time together and just go and explore new places. Absolutely, yeah. doesn't have to be anywhere expensive or nothing posh, just going away, even going for a walk. So, yeah. I think we both enjoy it. We we try to do as much as we can. Thank you for sharing that. I know from personal experience as well that loss, especially loss of a loved one, a loss of your mum effectively, is it kind of changes the ground that you walk on every day and kind of sets this almost like a a reverberation through your body, which does ultimately result in everything being thought, rethought, double-checked, an absolute paradigm shift. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that, guys. No problem. And, and, you know, we think about your experiences, and this is another thing that I speak to Anna about as well, quite frequently, is how you managed to cope with the loss that you had of your mum at such a young age. I mean, you know, when we think about it, we were, what, 20? Not even that. We were young when your mum left us. And it's it's just like, how the hell do you deal with that at that age? And you, you just think, wow, I mean, our, our experiences will be different. But just seeing where you got to today, you know, I boy, that's, that's a lot to take. Yeah, definitely. No, it definitely is. But, it, you know, it does change a lot. Coming back to you guys. I do absolutely love the fact that you are constantly going back to think about what your mum's had and what they would have wanted. And again, personally, from my perspective, what you were saying about, you know, the mums potentially not having the means or not being surrounded by people who wanted to do the same thing as them. Mm -hmm. There's also the added thing is, is that they were incredibly hardworking. So to even think about having a break, even though it was needed, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, they wanted it. There was still this immense sense of responsibility, which kind of almost stopped them from taking that step. But it is what it is. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Eternal Paradigm. Join me next time 